My way is a better way, and, it, and it's just wonderful to think about that if you look at the Mancus River, and it's just moving, and think of how much of a struggle it would be to try to, to walk against that, that flow, or to fight against it, or to swim up river, and so just trusting the river and going with the flow there. And this is a, a verse that I wasn't really familiar with, and I read it, uh, I don't know, a few months ago, and it was just amazing. I go, wow, that didn't even sound like scripture to me because it's so poetic and, and it's just wonderful. And this particular section from the book of John in, in the seventh chapter, it's called Rivers of Living Water. Rivers of Living Water. And I'll read a, a couple of the verses here, starting with verse 37. So on that last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, let anyone who is thirsty come to me. And let the one who believes in me drink. And as the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Out of our hearts will flow rivers of living water. Just a, a beautiful image to, to meditate on and, and to imagine and just picturing that grace like a river flowing out of our hearts there. And these are the, the words of God uh, reaching every one of us here today. Amen. And in the first John, we read that, that God is love, and, and then that love is often described like a river. And so how is a river like love? How is a river like love, or how is God's love and grace much like a river there? And let's take a, a few moments just to pray and, and to reflect on that. Let us, let us pray. Okay, and, and so again, I call this meditation just let the river flow and out of our hearts flow rivers of living water. And it's just a good thing to really ponder and reflect on, especially if you happen to be sitting by a stream or a river there. So uh, last week, though, I, I stopped on the bridge just outside our door here, uh, east of Cottonwood Park, uh, to look and to listen to the Mancus River flowing below. And it really is unbelievable and it's just a, a holy source and chocolate brown the chocolate brown water was just moving swiftly by and jumping over rocks and and just spraying freely unencumbered by any fear and the river already is pressing the limits of its banks and I think maybe that's a good metaphor for love too it's always stretches us <laughs> beyond what we think is is okay or acceptable it's always stretching us and the town has already started placing sandbags too deep on the west end of the trail there at Cottonwood Park. And they're trying to contain the flow of the river. But the river will go where it chooses. Maybe that's love as well. Love goes where it chooses. And the velocity and that steady hum of the water, it is mesmerizing. It's very calming. And at the very same time, it's also frightful all at once. And I was thinking back, standing on that bridge, just watching that river flow, and it is just really moving. Uh, thinking back when our son was in uh, Mancus Elementary School, he and his friends, Everett and Tyler, uh, they, we had an old cheap raft from Walmart, and they would put the raft in up here at the ele elementary school and ride it all the way down to Cottonwood Park, and this was during the spring runoff. And while they were doing this, though, the river just bounced them off the banks like a, a pinball. They had some oars initially, and I think they lost them on the very first trip. And so they were just going wherever the river would take them. 
and they were going over boulders and through these briar patches on the edges of the, of the river there. And rocks, they were going over all these rocks and they just gouged these holes in their rafts, in their raft rather. And then prickly bushes uh, just scratched their skin from head to toe. And they would get out at the little pool there, it was a pretty big pool at that time, at Cottonwood Park. And then at the end of each run, they'd pick up their raft, they'd run back to our house, they'd patch it up with duct tape, and they would do it all over again. <laughs> and they just did this is all afternoon long. And this kind of reminded Michael Iaconelli, he wrote a book called Dangerous Wonder, which is a great book, and he says, what moments, what moments and what holy moments to be in the presence of God, frightened and amazed at the very same time, to feel as if you are in the presence of life itself, yet with your soul shaking in both terror and gratitude. Terror and gratitude all at once. And standing on the bridge, the river just roared beneath my feet. And I loved her, and I was, had great reverence for her, all at the same time. And on that particular day, I would not step into her waters. And Father Richard Rohr, he reflects, he goes, I believe, you know, all these questions like, what is faith? And he says, I believe that faith might be precisely an ability to trust the river. Faith is our ability to trust the river, to trust the flow and the lover. It's a wonderful quote. Faith is our ability to trust the river, to trust the flow and the lover. And that first bend in the, the river beyond the bridge is our unofficial, unofficial baptismal font, which has disappeared under the, the deluge of water this time of year. And usually I officiate at river baptisms during the late summer months or the early fall when the flow is patient and kind, as we read in 1 Corinthians. And it's a very good introduction to the grace and the compassion of God, our Creator. And sitting on that bridge or standing on it, I just remembering a few years back, gently lowering a, a former student of mine named Brad. Uh, I taught him in the seventh grade, and, and Brad is, is 42 years old now. And I remember lowering him into this gentle water. And Brad's a really big guy. And he came up out of that water, and he was gasping for breath, and, and water and tears of joy were flowing down his face. And he gave me a very big, wet bear hug. And he said, thank you, thank you. He specifically said, thank you, coach. <laughs> but through that grace of baptism, and think of all that symbolism with the water, Roar says, all we need to do is allow the flow to flow. Think about our lives. <laughs> allow the flow to flow. Allow it to flow through us. And the river is a gift. It's a gift we receive, but we do not control it. And I remind myself that as powerful as that river is, especially right now, it always flows down. It always flows down. It takes the path of least resistance. And when I think about my life, when I get really frustrated and I get hurried and anxious, I am usually trying to coerce the flow of the water. I want to control the flow and where it goes. And I don't trust it. And I place sandbags to guide the river where I think that she should go. 
and my attempts are generally futile. But for some strange reason, getting older and older, I still think I can control the flow of life. And all that happens is I get more and more frustrated. And Rohr says, we do not need to push the river because we are in it. And the life is lived within us and we learn how to say yes to that life. And we can trust the flow and trust the life. The life so large and deep and spacious that it even includes its opposite, death. And I remember looking down from the bridge there, looking down from the bridge at the large tree branches just floating by. And the river moves everything, everything. River is very dynamic. Sometimes I and sometimes we, we get wrapped up in our stories and our hurts and our agendas. And this is actually important. It's necessary in life. But as Rohr says, it's too small. Our agenda is too small. It's not the whole us. It's not the great river. It's not where life is really going to happen. And we have a tendency to get bogged down and stuck in the mud. And we forget that a river of living water is flowing through us. This is right out of the gospel. A river of living water is flowing through us. And it's filling us with wisdom and love and discernment and strength. And all we have to do is trust the flow. And the Spirit is called a spring of water gushing forever within us in, in the fourth chapter of John. In Revelation, it calls the Spirit a river of life. And as Rohr says, we are a part of a much larger stream that we simply call God. And as Mary mentioned, we have a lot of different words <laughs> for God because we just have all this data, all this information, all this stimulus coming in, all these different words for God. But with grace, we begin to understand why we are stuck and we let the river flow and it's always cleansing and, and renewing us. And quite often in church, we'll sing a really uh, simple song. It's a wonderful song. It says, let the blind man say, I can see again. Let the dead man say, I am born again. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Holy Spirit come and move in power. And just let it flow. Instead of thinking it's all about us and all of our efforts and what we need to do, we just surrender and let it flow. And the river is moving this Easter and this spring. And resurrection is everywhere. And my prayer is that we may trust the powerful river of love that is moving through us and it's also moving with us. And may we let the river flow and enter into abundant life. Amen.